Welcome to the Music Industry City Tuesday Talks. Randy here is from Making Money with Music and is going to guide you through best practices on how to monetize streaming concerts from home. You know, if everybody's good, I say let's get to it. So, Randy, how are you? Doing good. Thanks for having having me on, uh, having us on. But mm -hmm. my invisible co-author is obviously, uh, like you said, he had trouble with that transfer between the different rooms. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. I usually give the. I'm I'm usually sort of the play by play, and he's like the color commentator. Mm -hmm. So you might have a few less jokes, but we will still get through the same material. I think you'll like this stuff. All right, I will try not to chime in with any jokes because they will just be dad jokes. And oh, that's I'll probably, fine. And I'll probably get booed. I'm, I'm and, used to it. <laughs> so, you know, uh, and, and this is great. You know, thank you for, for doing this. Uh, as I mentioned, we, I saw you at New York Music Month last year with, with Jason and doing the entire Making Money with Music, the entire uh, workshop and seminar, which was just jam-packed with information. It, it was in like two hours, you learned 50 different ways to make money. So tell us a little, just give us a little background on, you know, what got you into that and tell us about that series that you're putting together. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, happy to. We actually got into this in a really odd way because we're musicians that wrote something online. The short, I'm just going to tell the short version of our, our kind of superhero origin story is that we just wrote about um, how we did it ourselves. We actually ended up licensing music to Disney and to um, actually wrote for some TV shows. And we wrote for some shows that were at Second City. And we realized that some of the things we learned along the way with licensing, with copyright, with the rest of it, just we had to piece it together from a lot of different um, books and things like that. Uh, articles, other things along those lines. And we released something for free online. And to our surprise, it blew up. Um, it was printed out at South by Southwest in that year, which was 2006, that would have been. And then it got an article in uh, Billboard magazine. They wrote about it. And next thing we knew, we had a book. So Making Money with Music is our fourth book skipping a whole lot of stuff that happened in between because one of the things that we ended up researching in the last few years very intensely in the last five years especially was how to make money with music because that was the question we got most often as we did our talks as you'd imagine and we've cataloged over 300 ways to make money with music and what we found was that musicians don't lack motivation they don't lack they don't necessarily even lack the business skills they just lack the knowledge, the recipes to do that. And so what we're going to see today is that I'm going to be covering really 10 different ways to make money from live streams because most people don't catalog that. People are missing their live shows. They're hungry to see it again. They're hungry to at least experience some entertainment. They're bored. Um, and they love to see things like that. In fact, I've, I've noted on a lot of those streaming platforms, there's a lot of musicians performing. The question that we always like to answer and give to musicians is, how do I make money from that? So that's going to be the target of today's talk. Fantastic. And, and right now, we are in, we're also in a very saturated market as opposed to looking to book live shows and trying to get a coveted Friday night prime time slot. Now we're all 
competing on the online world. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's interesting that you look at any, in, like there's never been an industry that has an 100% adoption rate. So, so if you think about it, it's like, you know, yes. now, and also I'm going to prep some questions that you can probably have, you know, in your presentation that we're going to get to in a second, but sure. like, you know, what platforms do you feel or do you sense that are the most beneficial and things like uh -huh. that. And now, like we see SoundCloud mm -hmm. uh, partnering up with Twitch and a few others. So to make it easier and you can just get those accounts. So, you know, that integration and and the big thing right now also is not just like being able to put something out there, but the type of content, because where we are in this current state mm. is why we're looking at videos because we need that emotional attachment. Yes. And it's that visual attachment because one interesting note was the first week that we started going into the shelter in place, stay at home was that Netflix streaming went up. Yep. Online music streaming and podcasts, in a sense, also went down. Hmm. So interesting. Yes, because it was a change of lifestyle habits, first of all. Also, mm. it could be like, hey, I'm working from home. I'm just going to lie on the couch, binge, and like tap on my laptop when I can. So you have a little bit of that. <laughs> but, I, the thing, but the thing there is the physical presence of somebody becomes that emotional attachment. And yes. that's something that you know, while you're creating your content for your live show, online show, to mm -hmm. think about. No, absolutely the case. I think what you're going to find is that people will binge what they're going to binge. And then I, I think people went to the most easy comfort food, like they grabbed the donut that was nearby instead of having a good breakfast. But after a while, they're really going to start looking for some of these other options, especially if you can create a compelling show or a reason to watch. The neat thing is that some of these platforms do highlight certain performers and you can go that way. Uh, I'm not during this talk, since there's only so much time, mm -hmm. can't really cover, how do I stand out? That's a good mm -hmm. question. My short answer to that, and the thing that I always repeat over and over and over again is, the more targeted and narrow you can make your targeted advertising, the more, the smaller the audience you can target, or the more focused the audience, the easier time you have to stand out. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's very much about once you understand, let's say, if you're going to do a meditation or a yoga or something like that, you know where people who do that kind of things hang out and they would be happy to have both a concert and a meditation all in one. I mean, that'd be something that would stand out to them. Would it stand out to everybody else? No, but the, the good news is you don't have to advertise everywhere mm -hmm. or get the word out everywhere. So that's just right the short version of what you would do for that. But Fantastic. All yes. right. Well, I think let's get right into it. I, I know okay. you have a jam-packed presentation and I'm, I'm going to kick back. I'm just going to mute myself and I'm going to let you ride because uh, everybody, you're in for a treat. So Randy, take it away. Thank you. Really quickly, just a little bit of background about who's speaking to you. As I mentioned before, we are musicians. We've released 20 albums and over 500 songs and we actually have more on the way. We're actually working on some projects right now that some of the stay at home thing is actually making it so that we're doing more music rather than less. It's, it's actually been kind of good. As I mentioned, we've licensed music to Disney, Viacom, we've written music for TV, films and theater, uh, and at Second City as mentioned. And one of the projects that we did 
back in the day in 2007 is we released one song every single day for a year. And when we're doing live talks, very often people will ask questions like, how the heck did you guys do that? I am happy to cover that at the end if you want. We can talk about our process and everything that we did. But relation to you and what you would be looking at for this, we actually have many books and information sources out there. Um, our latest book is called Making Money with Music, and it's entirely focused on helping you make more money. It answers that question over and over and over again related to basically your, uh, P even your PR campaigns. Like how do you use that to make more money? How do you make more money out of your studio, for example? Uh, how do you monetize shows, of course, and everything else? Um, we've written multiple other books. You might've heard of the Indie Band Survival Guide. The DIY Music Manual is more in Europe. And we've been contributors to Electronic uh, Musician Magazine for many, many years. We've written, I think, over 200 articles over our, our time. And if you go to makingmoneywithmusic.com, a lot of them are still out there and we've linked to them. So if you go to the About page and you click on... Uh, articles by the authors. You can actually get to hundreds of free articles if you want to be able to see this. As mentioned earlier, we do a lot of speaking and we were meant to be in New York in New York Music Month, but of course everything is uh, in an interesting state right now. And if it's going to be that we do it remotely, we're happy to do that or any other way that we can get this information out there because we're really passionate about constantly helping people do that. And speaking of which, we have a newsletter where interestingly the material from today Today's talk comes straight out of the newsletter series that we're doing right now. Uh, this is laser focused on making money with music topics. So there are articles that are just about money as opposed to articles about how to promote or how to make music or how to do creativity. We love talking about those topics, but the newsletter is a very narrow focus and it's for musicians like you who are really interested in monetizing things and putting that together. Uh, so you can go to makingmoneywithmusic.com slash newsletter and get there. As mentioned before, we've cataloged over 300 revenue streams that you can activate today and instructions on how to tap them. And today is all about how you can make money from streaming concerts. I know that a lot of us are probably considering doing this if you've played live, or even if you haven't, maybe you're thinking, huh, maybe I can put one of these on considering that most people are at home and looking for entertainment. So what we're gonna share in this, top, this talk is 10 methods to do that. And I'm gonna break down how to do it, the services that can help you do it, which was, Peter, a question that you asked along the way. There's many, many, many out there depending on what you're trying to do, and you wanna choose the right ones, especially for monetizing it. Now, one point is, if you haven't done a streaming concert before, you might find that it's not quite as simple as just pointing your laptop at yourself and turn it on and start playing because you really want to have decent audio and decent lighting. And per that topic, we've just gave drafts, final drafts of articles to disc makers who we do a lot of blogging 
through their platforms. So if you go to blog.discmakers.com and pay attention to it for about the next week or so, you'll see one article on lighting and one for audio. In fact, in this room, I've actually got at least two-point lighting. I didn't have a third one behind my studio, but I wanted to make sure that the lighting looked really good. That is part of putting on a good performance. And standing out, if you ever go to any of the platforms like Twitch or um, Periscope and you search music and you hear people and the audio is not so great, people tend to get their channel changed on them when it's not quite as good as the others. So just something to keep in mind and do for later. So since we have 10 to get through though, I'm going to dive right in and let's talk about pay-per-view. So this is the first of 10 different methods that we're going to talk about today on how to make money with music. Now, you can always stream for free. We know this. Uh, you've got plenty of platforms like Twitch and Periscope and YouTube Live and many others that will let you just get on the platform and, like I said, point your camera maybe on your phone or maybe it's from your laptop and just let people watch you. And that's good. That's good practice. It's always a good idea to do it. It may even be a better idea, a way that can make you more money because pay-per-view is only something that people are going to do when they know you and they have a reason to pay you money ahead of time. Otherwise, there's lots of other free options out there. If you have an audience though, then one of the things that you can do is use sites like Stageit or Vimeo OT. And there's plenty of others if you look at pay-per-view streaming. You'll find that a lot of them are aimed at businesses. They're not necessarily aimed as much at musicians. That doesn't mean that they're not fine to use. You really want to look at the platform and choose the one that actually has the features and the cuts that work differently for you because some of them take more of a cut of each ticket some of them have you pay a monthly fee so that you can do as many of them as you want. And that could end up swallowing all of your profits if you don't put on enough pay-per-view concerts to make that worthwhile. Uh, others may be that if they take a cut of the uh, ticket price, that might be fine for you because you just do a handful. Here's the thing. Your pay-per-view isn't necessarily something that you would only do if uh, you're going to charge for it um, as a one-off fee, because another thing you can do is make it a Patreon reward or a patronage reward. And I'll get to patronage in a little bit. But this is the first method. It's just something to keep in mind and try out. Um, another thing you can do with this particular one is that you can give a lot of free concerts and then maybe have a paid concert a little later on down the line. If you normally play live, if you have that live mailing list, this is the time to use this method to tap that. I think that although there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of trouble uh, because they've lost their jobs or because they're falling on financial hardship because there's no customers coming in, there's actually a number of people that nevertheless are still doing okay and are actually looking to support, actively support the musicians and artists that they like a lot. So don't rule this out, especially if you have a mailing list and already do a lot of touring. So, and again, a reminder after each one of these, if you have questions about it, we're going to get through all 10 of these and then I'm going to answer all the questions that are sent in directly 
to the chat, uh, and then we'll open it up for a, a general discussion. So this is this method. Let's go to number two. And our number two one is about tips, of course. I actually found this picture just today, and I thought it was a very good fit considering that the world we're in. I don't know about you guys, but I feel very hug-deprived right now. But tips are pretty good, too, because they actually pay for things. So if we're going to try and do that, we can take those free platforms that we were talking about earlier, like Periscope, which isn't really going to allow you to monetize it through the platform and do a pay-per-view, and you can have other platforms, the payment platforms like PayPal Me and Stripe.com and many others to allow people to pay you directly. Uh, there's lots of others as well, and it just depends on what your favorite payment site is. But the key is to use ones that are rather popular. And one of the reasons why you want to do that, even if you can find one with a better cut for you, is that if somebody already has a PayPal account, it turns out to be much easier for people to just click on their account and uh, pay you directly. That, that's no setup time on their own. They're not entering their credit card. They're not entering their name and address at some site that they've never done it before so that they worry about it. So the more mainstream the site that you use to accept tips, the better you're going to do in terms of your sales and the amount of people that can do it. Now, some of these platforms have their own systems of handling tips, and they do that because they take a cut. So, for example, if you go on Twitch, they have something called a bit, and people use the bits in order to sort of applaud or cheer something that they really like. And if you are a partner on Twitch, you have to be a partner channel, which could uh, require you to outlay some money for it, and it could require you to meet certain requirements on their end, then you can get a cut of those bits being used. So if you are on Twitch, you may not want to just jump on it because it takes a little bit to build an audience on it. But if you are on Twitch, that's the system you can do. Facebook Live has something called Stars which you can do if you're a partner or if you're part of Level Up. And YouTube has something called Bars that's very similar. I'm sorry, let me correct that. You Now. There's a difference between You Now and YouTube. You Now is a system that tends to have a bit of a younger audience uh, and has actually some people have done very, very well on the platform. And because a lot of people have bought the Bars on that platform and Twitch users have already bought their bits, it's again something where you don't have to ask them to whip out a credit card in order to give you a tip. So some of these systems, although they take a cut, they have a better chance of making you money. Stars are a little less common on Facebook, so I think you're probably gonna do better on sites like YouNow and Twitch. These are just three examples, and there's other sites that do it. These are probably some of the most common ones that you can see out there but it's a good idea to check out which one to do. Keep in mind, and it's not on this slide, but it's something that maybe I'll demonstrate in a little bit because I have it on this platform. There are tools like OBS, which is a broadcasting system that allows you to have very good audio, uh, like plug your audio, for example, directly from your soundboard into it, and good video and lighting. You know, you can actually have multiple cameras and do some switching on it. 
And you can use that as a source that can go to multiple sites at the same time. So imagine that you have a concert going on on Twitch and Facebook and you now and YouTube and, and uh, all these others like Periscope. You can split it out and go many ways. There's other sites like Mob Crush. It's called Mob Crush that will take a single feed and send it out to multiple sites at once as well. For each of these sites, you want to be able to do tips. Keep in mind that maybe I think I will switch to OBS just briefly because one of the things that you can do with OBS, and I'll switch it to my platform really quickly right here, you can see that this is a um, system that I have with a laptop cam. I actually can show my screen, which right now it's only gonna have that mirror effect because I don't have anything else interesting on my screen. And I have my headphone mic as an income uh, as an input source, so I don't have anything fancy. But I could use something like this and my microphone. Um, this is a Firebox, which is kind of an outdated piece of equipment, but it works great for getting my microphone in it. And I could use that as an input input source. But here's what OBS allows you to do, which is to do an overlay. And if you do an overlay the right way, here's where you can display your tips. Of course, what you see right now is my book and audiobook, uh, Making Money with Music. And this is how you get the chirons like you see right here. That's what they're called, chirons. And you can have multiple images, you can actually have scrolling text, and therefore you're not interrupting your performance. Sites like Twitch and others which take a cut of your tips, you can do your own tips using PayPal Me and the others, and it really doesn't impact it. So this is like a, a neat little method that you can bring this stuff in, not interrupt the performance, get a good stream. And if you do it right, as mentioned, you use something like Mob Crush, which allows you to take that feed from OBS uh, and send it out to multiple streaming sites all at the same time. As you see, they have a Streamlabs OBS app for it right here. So lots of neat stuff that you can do. Let's go back to the platform. That was number two for tips. Let's go to number three. Now, patronage is something that if you haven't explored yet, you really need to spend a little time doing it. It's something very good to do if you're sheltering in places. Many of us are right now. And even if you have, there's ways to research this and do a much better job of it. Now, we have a very, very large chunk of one chapter of a book, of our book, Making Money with Music, that talks about how to deal with Patreon, how to set up the right rewards, as we say in number four right here, uh, how to deal with what we like to call minnows, dolphins, and whales, and I'll explain what that is in a moment right now. Uh, but let's just go through patronage at a high level and then get into the details about how to use it effectively. You're gonna find this as a theme through the rest of the ways to make money from your live stream. So patronage lets fans automatically pay you monthly. It's sort of like a fan club that they um, pay a site to do and handle for you. Uh, Patreon is by far the most popular one out there. There's others. The reason why there hasn't been as much competition as you would expect in this space, and Patreon really owns this space, is that they set such a very, very low cut that they take. As much as people actually complain about all the aspects of what they do. If you looked at pretty much every site that let you monetize art before that, they took about 30% or more 
of the cut. Their cut is far, far less. And take a look at what it is. It changes little by little, but it's, it's more like uh, under 10%, uh, 10% or so. So it's, it's actually a very good, you, you get most of the money out of it. The way that, that it works is that people pay you monthly. Uh, interesting fun fact about Patreon, people pay more on Patreon than they do to um, Netflix every month and other streaming services. So it's amazing how much people are willing to do on it. The point is you really want people to be able to have a good reason to support you every month. And that usually uh, requires you to put out a lot of material and put things on a release schedule. It's really good to do that. So you want to funnel fans to your patronage page during your shows. As I just showed you just in the previous one, you can use OBS and other tools to actually highlight your Patreon page. You can provide the links to it during your performance without interrupting your performance as sort of an overlay. You certainly should mention it in between songs. Say, hey, if you like what you hear, go ahead on my patronage page. And by the way, you get some extras. And that leads to number three, which I promised I would get to. So concept of minnows, dolphins, and whales. This comes from a set of terms developed by the video game industry. These are the ones who have uh, the ones that have multiple um, things that you can pay for on those little gaming sites. And you can buy those little extras or tools within the game or uh, maybe little extra icons. And they realized that because they're very data driven, that they could categorize the the people who are buying stuff between the ones who are spending very little money, like the minnows, the dolphins are sort of like your middle of the line customers who would, you know, buy a little bit, maybe they'd buy $10 or $15 or 20 and the whales and the whales are the ones who are really going crazy and buying all kinds of stuff. They really bought fully into it. Now, if you do a breakdown of income that comes from even your own fans for all of you out there who are, have your own music businesses, if you have whales and if you have enough whale items, you will find that between 50 to 80% of your income will come from whales. And since whales tend to have more money to spend and they're really super fans and they want to throw money at you, what you need to do is have rewards that are worthy of the whales wanting to spend the money for it. And so when we're talking about Patreon, we're talking about them spending $20 a month, $30 a month, $40 a month, maybe even 20 is quite a lot though, because if you think about it, that's $240 a year of income for you. And that's a fair amount of money from them, considering it's a good chunk more than they pay for Netflix. So you really have to think through this. If you are not providing merchandise and rewards and other things at the level that they want to buy their way into doing it, you need to think about that. This is a good time for it. Since again, we're sheltering in place, let's provide something that's really great. Um, our book has tons of ideas for it. I don't have the time to cover it in this little talk that we have, but part of our, our book, Making Money with Music, is a whole section on just nothing but ideas for rewards so that your fans really will want to throw that money at you every month. The question that you always want to ask yourself is number five here. Why get a one-time fee when you can get returning revenue out of it? So for a lot of the things that you see here that you could sell, let's say a pay-per-view concert, which we talked about at the first one, why not say, hey, here's your pay-per-view series. And for 
$15 a month or $20 a month, you can get free access to all of them. And for everyone else, they charge and they, they have to pay per time that they get in. If you set the right fees, you'll incent people to pay you monthly instead of just paying for that one-time fee, you'll, you'll charge them just more than, let's say, two concerts or two and a half concerts. And they're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to watch you at least twice. That is totally worth it. I'll do a monthly amount. And uh, suddenly, uh, suddenly they're uh, supporting you at a much higher level. So number four, channel memberships. This is something that really Twitch has built into their platform, although very cleverly. When you become a channel member, you are not becoming really just a member of the channel, you're becoming a member of Twitch. And that gives you all kinds of benefits on Twitch. So Twitch is really using you and giving you a bounty, by the way. They actually pay you for everyone that becomes a member on your channel. And so they're kind of doing this mass uh, marketing where they don't have to worry about getting the um, channel memberships. It's not them that's actually going out there and advertising to people, hey, you should join Twitch. They're letting all of their Twitch creators do it. Very clever of them. The neat thing is you do get a cut of this. And on the channel on Twitch, you get extra bonuses. You get things like special icons uh, so that when you're talking in the little Twitch channel, you actually can use expressions that other people can't, little images that other people can't. You also get something next to you as a little marker that you're um, a member. Uh, very often special benefits that you can do on your own, even if you're not on something like Twitch, includes access to something like Discord, which allows people to chat while you're doing a concert with each other. Because they will tend, if you, especially as you get more and more audience, to form their own idea of who they are as an identity. They actually identify with you enough that they want to meet other fans. And once they meet other fans, it's just another way to connect. Now, you can always give access to something like Discord, which you have, if you have not heard of, it's like Slack, which we have here with this music industry group that we have. Um, Slack works as well, by the way, as Discord. They're all great ways to do communication. There are ways within Discord and Slack to have special channels that are only available, invite only to certain people, and that therefore is a reward you can give for membership. You can naturally tie this to Patreon. That's a great way to charge for channel membership, and as long as they're paying for it, they continue to get access to whatever they're trying to do. Check out Twitch, though. That's that's the number one place to see like how they did it and how deeply they built it into their platform. It's a fascinating site. Most of the people who are the audience on Twitch tend to be a bit younger. They tend to be really more of a gaming platform. So a lot of people play video games, make snarky comments while playing video games, and people pay them to watch them play video games and make snarky comments. It's just kind of amazing to me how this became a thing. By the way, and this is a clever little way to make money that's not on this list, so there's a little bonus. One of the things that fans sometimes want to do is quote unquote hang out with the artists that they like. Well, 
If you like playing video games, you can do that on Twitch. You can even play multiplayer video games and invite just certain fans to play video games with you while you are on a live stream. And I actually have seen musicians do this, not just gamers. So there's actually lots of ways to hang out and make money from hanging out. And that's an online way to do it that works perfectly fine in the environment that we find ourselves in with this pandemic going on. So lots about membership you can play with. Now, AdShare is one of the more straightforward ones that we have because most of these platforms have it built in, but you usually need to qualify for partner programs to get it. So of course, Twitch and YouTube both have AdShare. If you try out Twitch, and I do recommend that you do it, just go to a random channel, you'll very often find that it will start out with an ad before you can actually watch the content that's currently streaming on it. And that ad actually has an ad share if you are a partner. That's how they do it. You know how YouTube does it because you probably do it all the time, go on YouTube and see the ads. That's even true for YouTube Live. But that, again, is only something you can make if you're on a partner program. But of course, you can build in your own ads as well. Therefore, you have to collect money from whoever's advertising on your behalf. And the way that you build in ads, I just showed you one of the methods you can use, which is to use something like OBS or your other tools to overlay an ad on top of your stream and do something like that. Number six way to make money during the streaming is to charge for access to the recording after it's done. Most every platform you can use to do streaming allows you to get that recording. You can take it down or make it available depending on what you want to do. These are great rewards for patronage. In fact, it's one of the things that can really make um, people want to sign up on the whale levels, the higher levels, or at least the dolphin level, depending on what level you want to make it available on. Let's say $10 a month. That's $120 a year you can give them access to a part of your site where they can see any of the live performances you've done previously. And it can be really a good inducement if they really enjoy watching you online because you might have had a very memorable performance that they would want to see. So it's yet another thing where you could either sell them, like it says on number three, as a one-off download. And those are just three examples. There's tons of ways to sell downloads, like uh, Squarespace makes it really easy, for example, um, or Shopify, where it's just you just want to sell digital downloads. They each have different cuts and different features, but all three of those different sites that you see here and services have ways to build it into your site seamlessly as a way to sell things. Naturally, you can split up the audio as well as the video and audio, and you can monetize those. So now you have a recording of a live concert that you've already done. All you have to do is grab the audio from the best ones, maybe do a little bit of mastering at the end and polish it up a little bit, and now that becomes a new live album on a streaming service for something that you might have done before as a pay-per-view and made money on or gotten tips from. So all these things are building, building, building into more sources of income from the exact same content in a way that people really enjoy. Very often I see artists taking the best audio from the best performances that they have and turning that into a live album because you have the opportunity to do that. You can choose the best ones that you like. And of course, YouTube um, 
is always hungry for content. And if you want to just put up little snippets from it uh, or music videos, make music videos out of it, you have everything you need. You've recorded yourself playing it. You have almost no extra work except maybe a little bit of post-production on the audio to clean it up and make it sound a little better. Number seven, one-on-one -on -one micro concerts. So every once in a while, sometimes maybe you want to perform for maybe just one person or one family or one set of people. And you can do that using just Google Hangouts or Skype or Zoom, whichever tool that you like the, the most. The idea is it's just for them. This is another great patronage reward and whale levels. And I say unless you like doing these because obviously uh, it's a lot of work if you're going to do a lot of single one-off concerts. But if you like playing for individuals and maybe doing two songs each, maybe you can have an entire evening where you do a whole bunch of these and make some good money off of each of them. They could add up pretty nicely. You can charge for these as a one-off naturally. And of course, these are served just fine as the same thing that we had for the last one. So you've got extra audio for a live performance and video. Whether you were playing for one person or whether you were playing for 100,000 people, the outcome of a live concert is the same. You've recorded it. it may even be better. You may, you may find that because you're looking at one person and looking at their video that you actually do a, a, an even better job as a show. So something that's kind of neat to do and something to keep in mind. Merch is naturally something that you can put in to any of your live shows. You can highlight where they can buy your merch during your show, and you should. Hey, if you like what you hear, you know, you might want to get something. The key thing to keep in mind is number four. Right now, the people who are sitting around at home are actually looking for little things to make them happy during this crisis. They're, you've probably bought a few things yourself just because you're like, you know, I just need a little something that I would enjoy, and here's something I've been meaning to buy for a while. If you have the right kind of merch that's really enjoyable or funny uh, or really evokes the right kind of emotion, which the best merch does, you can do pretty well. If you don't have any merch, don't panic. Check out sites like Redbubble or Cafe Press or Zazzle. All you have to do is upload an image and tell them to stick it on whatever kind of item they stick it on, which might be a mug or a t-shirt or a hoodie or uh, an ornament or a calendar or a clock or a thong. And yes, they have thongs. And yes, my band has put our little logo on a thong. So like all these things are available to you and your fans may really like this. Now you understand what we mean when we say offer minnow, dolphin, and whale merch. There's no reason you can't actually have a high-end item available as well as minnow and dolphin. And if you check out sites like Redbubble, Cafe Press, and Zazzle, and many others that are called merch on demand or print on demand, you will find that there's high-end items available. Uh, that you can do. You can also look at branded items. Just search on that. Uh, we, we have this covered in our book. I, I, I mean, if I were to have all of the links that we had in our book, these slides would have no pictures. They would have no numbers. They would have no cute things like merch that you see here. It would just be filled with links. We have so many of them each one pertaining to a particular category and way to make money. This one in particular has tons of sites that customize merch with um, names and items. And the reason is every major corporation you've heard of, even down to like kind of mid-sized corporations, sometimes even small ones, want to put 
let's say pens with their name on it and do it as a giveaway. It's pretty common out there. So there's a lot of them that do it that on a per unit basis becomes very cheap. And so it becomes very easy to sell. The reason I say start with Redbubble Cafe Press and Zazzle is that it costs $0. It costs nothing, nothing at all. They only, they, they actually, it's the fan that pays for the production cost, the shipping cost, everything. And so you can try that out for nothing and then find out what works and then make bulk of it later. So number nine is something that you may or may not be familiar with if you haven't dipped your toe into the online world. And by the way, this isn't just true for the online world, it's true for many other things. You get paid for by giving links to people. It's kind of the most ridiculous thing in the world if you've never run across it because you're thinking, why would they do that? If you think of it from the point of view of these stores, they want customers to come in and buy stuff. And they're really thrilled when other people find good ways to advertise and bring people in. So when it comes to Amazon, for example, if you become an Amazon associate, and if you have not done so, you should be doing that probably tonight, right after this call is done is you should sign up for Amazon Associate. You get a little extra bar on the top of Amazon, your website, you know, when you're browsing it. And if you see an item that you like or that you think your fans would like, you make a special link to it. And you provide that link to your fans. And if they click that link and buy that item, you get a percentage of it. Here's the better, even better part about it. Not only do you get a percentage of that item, you get a percentage of whatever they buy. So if they go to Amazon and you send them to buy like a song of yours, which by the way, you can link to your own songs and your own stuff, whatever it is that might be out there that has, is associated with you. And then they decide to buy, let's say a, a large screen television, you will get a cut of that large screen television. And Amazon's not the only one. So there's Amazon Associates, there's CJ.com and Rocketend.com, which are aggregators. And so like major sites and major stores like Crate and Barrel, for example, if you want to do Crate and Barrel, you have to go to CJ.com, you sign up, and then you apply at Crate and Barrel saying, hey, I want to be an affiliate of Crate and Barrel, a publisher, it's called. And then if they approve you, you can make special links for that store. One of the best places to do on both and cj.com is musicians, um, guitar center, uh, musicians first, um, some of those other online music stores. What you can do as a musician is you can provide links to the musical instruments that you actually play. And any musician fans that you have might want to get the same kind that you have. And now they're clicking on a link and you're getting a cut of the amp that you play and so you get a percentage of the amp and there's there's lots of cool things you could do with this we actually have a whole section of our book about it and making money with music uh making money with music the book and we'll provide a link to that later and we talk about how to cleverly do this there's lots of techniques but the cool thing is if you make the links related and natural you can weave them into the performance using again the method that i showed earlier on obs you can actually provide you know, links to uh, buy things. And suddenly you're monetizing, um, let's say, a free concert and people don't even notice that you're doing it because they're just interested in maybe something you've bought previously or maybe something that you play or something they see in the background in your concert. Like you can see my studio when I, when I turn it back on. 
And finally, getting sponsored, number 10. So we're at that one. Sponsorships are actually within everybody's reach. You don't have to just be a major uh, brand uh, and a major musician to get there. You can do it pretty early on in your career. There's ones that are aimed at podcasts that are really interesting. You've probably listened to podcasts before. Of course, if you haven't, really quickly, it's like a radio show online that you download. And podcasts will often monetize by saying, hey, this show is sponsored by XYZ. Let's say they're sponsored by Audible. And if you type in the code related to this, like making money with music, type in code MMWM, uh, on Audible, then they'll give you 10% off and... Uh, you can sign up. Now, when they put in that code that's associated with you that you signed up for, you get a cut of that sign-up fee. You get a bounty. Uh, and they will tell you what the bounty is, depending. There are tons of these out there. Anything that's aimed at a podcaster uh, will be fine for you as well. You can use them. Uh, but it's, it's just easier to find because most musicians don't do it. You won't find as many aimed at musicians, but they don't care what your content is. They just want to reach an audience. So imagine at the break in a concert, you say, hey, just so you know, I'm stuck at home, but I'm getting this uh, order food into my house so that I can cook, and it's been really handy for me. And by the way, I've got a code for it so you can save money on it. And it's sort of a natural thing that ties to what we're dealing with here with this pandemic, and you're actually helping them out. And the, the great thing is just similar to the affiliate links, which I probably should have mentioned before, these affiliates are free. So there's no reason not to go on these sites right away and sign up for it, just like there's no reason not to check out some of these sponsorships. That's only the start of a much bigger concept of monetizing your social media channels. Most people don't do nearly as much as they should with it. So the way that you can do that is check out this article that we have, uh, bit.ly slash mmwm-social will get you there. It's an article that we released, I think that one's on discmakers.com. We really release articles like this all the time, but this one is very pertinent to uh, this and some of the methods that you have to monetize your social media channels will work also for your live performances. They, they do the same thing for your live streaming. And that is all 10.